Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. I'm your host, Andrew Brandt. We are produced by one Brian Neal, musical producer, the one and only Sam Brandt. My son, that music you hear below is his music. Last week got a nice response. Oh, by the way, we're presented as always by DraftKings, America's top-rated sports book. Last week, Washington Football Club we had a lot of discussion, the lawyer representing all these women that were interviewed for that uh, investigation, whose interviews never made the light of day. He's stuck in a drawer somewhere after that oral investigation, or I'm sorry, oral report of the investigation. And then the two women that came on and were brave enough to share their stories of working at the Washington football team for all those years, Emily Applegate and Rachel Ingelson. This week, it's a Brant's Rants. I'm going to go into the rants about the trade deadline that was like every trade deadline. A couple of issues on trades, especially one who wasn't traded, Deshaun Watson, and one who was traded, Von Miller. We'll talk a lot about that. Also, I want to get into the story of Roger Goodell's salary. So we're going to do all that and more on my Business of Sports Rants Rants edition. First, I want to talk about keeps. Do you know two out of three men experience some form of hair loss by the time they're 35? There's only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss, and Keeps offers both of them. They're low cost, just $10 a month. Generic versions, they have more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. It's convenient virtual doctor consultations, medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't have to leave your home. It's discreet packaging, proven results. Prevention's the key, so treatments can take four to six months to see results, so act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash BOS for business of sports. Receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash BOS to get your first month free, keeps.com slash BOS. Okay, NFL trade deadline happened and finished two hours ago. It's now 6 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday, November 2nd. The trade deadline is what it always is. It is what it always is. It is a dud. There's a lot of smoke and very little fire. I've talked about this in the past. I've written about it. I've tweeted about it. I've podcast about it. A couple of reasons. First of all, the trade deadline seems like it's been moved back, but it's still relatively early. We're not even halfway through the season, especially with 17 games. So we don't know who are sellers and pretenders and buyers and sellers, et cetera, because we're still that part of the season. I know you look at the NFC and they've got five or six good teams and everybody else, a lot of also rands, a lot of bad teams, but the majority of teams are still thinking they're in it. They have a chance. That's one reason. Another reason is football is not made for trading. It's really not made for free agency. It's very schematic. It's 11 interdependent parts on the field at any one time. It's 3-4, it's 4-3, it's West Coast offense, it's vertical. You name it, Tampa 2, high safeties, whatever it is, it's not as easy as plug and play like the NBA. If you're a point guard, you're a point guard. If you're a shooter, you're a shooter. Or Major League Baseball, certainly. If you're a relief pitcher, you're a relief pitcher. If you're a catcher, you're a catcher. It's not as schematic as football. So that's why trades mid-season, when everyone talks about needing training camp and needing practice, are not easy. That's another reason it doesn't happen. The financial part, people ask me a lot about that. Yeah, there are cap implications of trades and things like that, but teams have a lot of cap room. You know, cap room should not be a reason you don't make a trade. 
we'll talk about that when we talk about the Von Miller trade a little more. But, you know, these are reasons why teams kind of cop out and say they're not trading as well. The other reasons are a lot of these teams are trying to get something, anything for a player they're going to cut anyway. Player like Deshaun Jackson cut today by the LA Rams. They didn't get anything for him. A player like Jalen Smith cut earlier by the Cowboys, cut today by the Packers. Couldn't get anything because teams are smart. They're going to say to the team, I'll just wait till you cut them. I'll just wait till you cut them. And then you do see what see what are like established players like Melvin Ingram going for a fifth round pick. And I mean, we've seen this before. Calais Campbell, fifth round pick. Jason Pierre-Paul was like a fourth round pick. So it's tough. These veterans do carry big salaries. and You don't know how long you're going to have them. And people are, have, have trusted draft picks because they're cheap, they're fixed and reasonable, and they give you an opportunity to build infrastructure and depth on your team. So a lot of reasons why trading doesn't happen. I think the major reason is some way, somehow, fans and media get excited for trades that never have an opportunity to go at all anyway. They're not going to be trades. They're just this idea that, yeah, so-and-so would look good in that uniform, but they're not going to happen. So the trade deadline in November 2nd, 2021 is a dud. However, I think the trade activity in February and March 2022 will be bananas in terms of big names. And yes, I hate to say it. I still do believe, even though they're playing great, they're getting along, he seems great. The team seems great with him. He loves it there this year. I still believe Aaron Rodgers will be traded. I've said it all along. I've said it from day one this offseason. He wasn't going anywhere in 2021. He's not going to get traded in 2021. He's not going to retire in 2021. But he will be traded in 2022. I know that's hard for people to accept. I know it's harder to accept now when they see how great they're doing that incredible scintillating win the other night. I was such a fan, even while I was doing my Twitch casting. I think it will happen. But we'll have plenty, plenty, plenty more time to talk about that. Trade deadline a dud. Uh, we'll see a lot more trading when it comes to March of 2022. I'm going to get to a couple interesting trades, one that didn't happen and one that did. After this, from AutoZone. You know, visibility, that's your first line of defense when it comes to staying safer on the road. Seeing better means spotting the unexpected even faster. You need better visibility as this winter weather approaches. I do. So I go to AutoZone. They're exclusive deals during AutoZone Visibility Week. Wipers, squeaking or streaking. That's a tongue twister. Yeah, replace them. Next week, AutoZone Rewards gets a $10 bonus reward and they buy two Rain-X quantum wiper blades headlights stem that's a problem those same rewards can get a 25 dollars bonus when they buy a sylvania led fog twin pack always a good time to upgrade anything visibility related but now it's the best time unfortunately we're losing daylight savings this weekend so visibility week is here ready to see more and drive safer visit your nearest autozone head to autozone.com today start your job today get in the zone AutoZone. Okay. Deshaun Watson's not traded. I said all along, there's no way in God's green earth a owner can come and take him and put him out to their fan base and say, look who we got. Even if it's a good deal, aren't you trying to appeal to women? You're telling, we just went through it with Washington football team, right? 
we just went through it where the league by protecting the club was telling women you don't matter and by not having an a written report only an oral report i'm like yeah come on what are you doing here and here we have it again deshaun watson accused again accusations only i get innocent till proven guilty but 22 civil and 10 criminal complaints what are you telling us here if an owner is going to make that trade we have a de facto commissioner exemplus going on with the texans now they are paying him to shut up and stay away and he seems all too cool with doing that so now that will continue in week eight, in week nine, in week 10, in week 11, in week 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. That's it. That's what we're doing here. We're paying him to stay away. And then we see where he stands legally in March upon a probable trade there. But I don't get what the league's doing here because I go back to Preston. I've talked about this before. Ben Roethlisberger, six games. Ezekiel Elliott, six games. They were not charged criminally. Neither. They were one woman, maybe two with Elliot. I don't remember. There's 22 women. There's 22 women. Now, 22 civil, 10 criminal. I don't know if they're the same. Maybe there's 32 women or somewhere between 22 and 32. And what are we saying if we allow for Deshaun Watson to be traded up? Because no one's going to trade for him if he can't play, right? Maybe you think you can get a better deal now than you can get in March, but He's not going to play this year. I don't know if he's going to play next year. But how do you make a trade for someone that's just not going to play? And you don't know if and when he's going to play in 2022. But, yeah, we heard all along. And now we hear that Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, was talking to Watson last night. Like, certainly not enough time to um, get resolution on any of these. Again, 22 lawsuits, 22 civil, 10 criminal complaints. So, Deshaun Watson was not going to get traded. People, Deshaun Watson was not going to get traded. Please. I don't know where this all came from. I don't know what was going on with the Miami Dolphins. But as much as the owner may have thought making a big splash would be good. Oh, come on. You're not trading for Deshaun Watson when you're trying to appeal to women. You're trying to have a, a, a mass fan base. Not happening. Just not happening. Okay. The player that did get traded with the biggest name, of course, Von Miller, probably the face of the franchise if you had to pick one for the Denver Broncos. Certainly it's not the quarterback. Bridgewater just got there. Drew Locke's not even playing. It's hard to pick out another name for the Denver Broncos. But Miller's been traded, okay? And let's just stay on the Broncos. They're trading their best player, their most uh, visible player to a contender. And they're basically the, you know, when we said all these teams aren't willing to say they're not contenders, that sort of looks like it. Now, this is a money ball trade. Okay. This is a money ball trade. I'm a little nerdy and giddy about this because the Broncos are paying 9 million of the remaining salary. There's 9.7 remaining. The Rams are only paying 700,000 of that. So from a financial point of view, the Rams are a favorite here, but the Rams are sending a second and a third from next year's draft. A second and a third, that's a lot of draft compensation for Von Miller. But what they're really paying, and Von Miller's a free agent, who knows where he's going to be next year, but what they're really paying for 
is the nine million. And you look, and from the Broncos side, they're paying nine million for true draft picks, which seems like a good deal because the only other similar trade we've had is when Brock Osweiler was dumped by the Texans onto the Browns, and the Browns said, "Okay, we'll give you a second round." I, will, I mean, the Texans said, "We'll give you a second round pick." take on the money. So the Browns had to spend Osweiler's money, $16 million for a second round pick. So we take that 16 million for a second. Now the Broncos are only paying 9 million for a second and third. Now the Rams are later in the draft, but still a second and third, nice trade for the Broncos. Now let's get to the Rams. I am a conservative sort when it comes to team management. And I know that's not a popular, popular place to be. When I say conservative, I don't believe in throwing away draft picks. I don't believe in throwing away dead money. The Rams are the opposite, right? The Rams have no regard for your draft picks. They keep trading them away, whether it's for Jalen Ramsey, two, Matthew Stafford, two. They've now traded away the two and the three for Von Miller. I've said this, that they will sit there in April swooning at pictures of Matthew Stafford and Von Miller during draft week. They don't pick till the third day of the draft, and they only have a fifth and two sevenths. So they're like, you guys, you rest of the league, you focus on your draft. We'll do what we do. The other thing they don't care about is dead money. They have two of the highest three, char- three highest charges in the history of football at dead money, number three being Brandon Cooks at $21.2 million, and number two being... Uh, Jared Goff at 22 million. The highest, of course, is Carson Wentz, 34 million for the Eagles. They don't care. You know, the Rams consistently don't care. This is the way they're operating. What is it? It's a win now approach. It's an all in approach. They even tweeted out an all in picture. Um, so they're all in. The problem with all in is if you're all out at some point, because when you give up draft picks, when you don't have a draft this coming year, those players would have been your infrastructure in two, three years, your depth, your big part of the team, and more importantly, balancing the big salaries paid to veterans, not only your superstar veterans making 10, 20, 30 million, but even you're going to have to play with backup veterans who make a million compared to a rookie making three, 400,000 or say 2 million versus 600,000, whatever it is. So there's where you lose out by not having draft picks. Again, most teams, most teams would rather have a bounty of draft picks than no draft picks, even if it meant packaging them for other players. So we'll see how the Rams do here. I mean, everyone's pointing to the Rams with Donald and Ramsey and Von Miller, and they're going to be unstoppable. We'll see. I mean, they have left themselves with very little margin of error, very little margin of error, the way they've operated here. And as with all things, we will see if the Rams-Von Miller trade works out while they watch the draft occur next year from whatever location they're going to be at, not needing to be in their draft room, certainly. Um, So I think that's sort of the way I look at the Rams and the Rams trade for Von Miller. And as I told you, the way I looked at the Deshaun Watson trade, Deshaun Watson wasn't going anywhere. (laughs) He's not going anywhere. Now, again, next year, I think he's going somewhere. Next year, I think Aaron Rodgers is going somewhere. Next year, Russell Wilson could be going somewhere. Could be a huge trading period, but not this year. Okay, so a dud of a trading period. Watson's not going anywhere. Miller did. Rams all in. Broncos 
make a money ball trade, basically pay $9 million for a second and third pick compared to the Osweiler trade. Good deal. Nice deal, Broncos. Okay. Uh, for my last rant, quick word from Visa. Overcoming the odds, rerunning the playbook, delivering under pressure. The MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business, help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, a network working for everyone. Okay, my last rant is about this story that's come out this week about Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, one of the most powerful people in sports, if not the most powerful, is compensation. So a report out of the New York Times says over a two-year period, $128 million. That's the headline. That's the hyperbole. People go crazy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's making so much money. Then all these reports, you can add up the salaries of Pat Mahomes and Aaron and Tom Brady and, and Russell Wilson. Still doesn't equal $64 million for the year. To me, all that is just whatever. Okay. Roger Goodell making $128 million over two years does not surprise me in the least. We are talking about someone presiding over two of the major deals done in the history of the sport, both in the past year or 18 months. Those two deals are a labor deal with the players and media deals with the networks. Those two deals have set owners up for untold riches, salad days unlike they've ever seen before, and it's all set. It's secured. It's not going anywhere through the early 2030s. Let me explain. Goodell oversaw negotiations on the labor deals, both in 2011 and in 2020. Those labor deals have risen profits for NFL owners to great heights. Those labor deals have been owner-friendly coming off 2006 when Gene Upshaw and Paul Tagliabue negotiated a deal that was very player-friendly. Once Goodell got in, he changed all that. Under his stewardship, they have two very team-friendly labor deals. On the media side, as we know, the NFL needed two things to go to media. They got a labor piece, which they got, and a 17th game, which they both got out of the players. They go, to lay, they go to media and they negotiate these fabulous deals with the old media, ABC, I'm sorry, ESPN, CBS, Fox, NBC, and with new media, Amazon, for Thursday Night Football. Those deals will total $110 billion, a B, billion dollars over the next 12 years. So let's put this in perspective. 110 billion of media deals on the largest revenue source, team-friendly labor deal on the largest player uh, expense, keeping that down, and you've got really strong value for the owners. Let's put it in perspective right away. The cap last year, not even talking about this year when it's down from the pandemic, was a little under $200 million. That's how much teams pay players according to the salary cap. The one-time national distribution from the league to each team based on national revenues was $309 million. So right away, there's $109 million more in media than in player costs for the one year. That is going to exacerbate. Media deals are going to skyrocket. As to player deals, 
we'll see the cap may not even go to 200 million next year say it averages between 200 and 250 million over the next six seven years what do you think these media deals are going to average when they're looking at 110 billion over 12 years it's almost 11 billion a year you know that is a lot more than 300 million to each team just from media so roger goodell has oversaw now you can say well anyone could have done it the owners really did it hey he's in the position and he's doing exactly what the owners want him to do which is take the bullets so they don't have to washington football club team example last week when asked about daniel snyder what went on he protected him that's his job he takes the bullets so they don't have to and he has this corporate unrevealing bland strong jawed look that they want he is doing everything they want. So 64 million a year works out to 2 million per owner works out. That's okay. I don't think any owner is balking at that. And they're the ones that came up with his compensation. So I am not surprised at his compensation at all. Now I haven't done a deep dive on what CEOs of corporations with 17 billion of revenues annually do, but my sense is those CEOs have a lot of stock option packages and equity par- packages that make their compensation far in excess of $64 million a year. I'm not surprised by it. I'm not shocked by it. I think it's business as usual for these NFL owners, as these are salad days for them. And my last point is three weeks, four, five weeks ago, we're talking about Urban Meyer. Then we're talking about John Gruden emails. Then we're talking about the Washington Football Club investigation and all these negative things. But the NFL knows that it's so popular that we're going to move on, right? We are going to move on to the Packers scintillating upset of the Cardinals the other day, to all these second string quarterbacks on Sunday, to Von Miller being traded, to Deshaun Watson not being traded, to Goodell's $64 million. And tomorrow and the next day and the next day, there'll be something else before we even get to the games. It's king. <laughs> the NFL is king. I was talking to someone today. There's, they, we're trying to come up with something that can knock it off its perch. It's not concussions. It's not the Kaepernick thing. Who knows what it is? We sit there. I sit there and watch and I curse it because I'm watching two and a half hours of commercials and a half hour of football. But we watch. We watch. We'll always watch in a mass appeal. There's nothing like it. It's like Europe and soccer. It's sort of mainlined into our veins. It is. And I try to take you behind the scenes on the business side of it. But the business side of it is, my friends, booming. Speaking of booming, that'll do it for this week's edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. I am going to be booming on Thursday night, Twitch. I am co-streaming on Twitch. I'm hoping to have a Jets fan that I've worked with, maybe the one of the more famous Jets fans, investor, entrepreneur, go-get-it-done guy, Gary Vaynerchuk, on my, on my stream, probably at the beginning on Twitch, Andrew Brandt Live. So go there, Jets fan. I'm now allowed to have guests. I'm going to have Gary V coming on 
You can follow me on Twitter as always at Andrew, at Andrew Brandt. Instagram, where I'm posting some stuff about my teaching, Andrew Brandt too. Clubhouse, Wednesday mornings, Andrew Brandt, I'm sorry, ADB719. And of course, my newsletter. Go there Sunday morning, free to your inbox. Sign up at andrew-brandt.com. Enjoying my newsletter. I have executives from all leagues and teams, as well as just thousands of people that are joining the, the, the legion for the newsletter. Appreciate that. And of course, this podcast. This is where I can bring you something that I hope and think is unique in this vast podcast industry. Hope you're enjoying it. Podcast rankings and comments, speaking of which, are always appreciated. Thanks to my producer, Brian Neal, to my musical producer, that music you hear, Sam Brandt. And I'll be back next week with another edition of The Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.